Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're talking this week about the kerygma. Kerygma is what is the, it's the foundational proclamation of the gospel, the, the core message of Christianity. It's the germ cell from which the whole church is born. Faith comes through hearing. We quoted this week, Monday and Tuesday, if you didn't have a chance to tune into the program, I encourage you to go to our website at renewalministries.net. You can download the programs there. or Also, you could download the Renewal Ministries app and have access to everything that we're producing kind of at your fingertips. But what I was quoting at them on both Monday and Tuesday from St. John Paul II, from Cardinal Canto La Mesa, from the Apostles, that the church is born, she receives her origin and life from the preaching of this message, the declaration, the proclamation of the truth of what has been accomplished in Jesus, his incarnation, life, passion, death, resurrection, and ascension into glory. Jesus brought the life of heaven to us, to a race of people that were dead in sin and needed to be made alive again and to become children of God. So this uh, beautiful message, which is so important, and part of the reason I wanted to touch on it is we're entering into this now, this long process in the church, this synod and synodality that Pope Francis has been building toward for quite a while. Maybe in some ways I think he considers this like the culmination of his papacy, what's going to be happening through this process. And I think it's always about wanting to to renew the church, or some people talk about helping her be more conformed to Christ, to having a better impact in the world and a, a whole range of things. No matter how many decisions are made there, if believers, that is, baptized people, have not been come to the point where I was described by Cardinal Cantalamesa saying that every adult person who's been baptized, much less, you know, unbelievers who never heard the gospel also are presenting, he said, but when they, every adult person has to come to terms with this message of the kerygma, the core gospel that has both, both an assumption of the condition of the human race. That is what, as Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, that summarizes it very simply. In uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, he said, You he made alive. Who? Jesus made you alive. God made you alive in Christ. When you were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Sin and death had a hold of the human race, every single person, and still does for those who are not baptized into Christ. That's the reality. And so the gospel is the antidote to that problem. That's why Jesus came. He didn't come just to enhance our life and to say, hey, just want to let you know that we're up there. There's three of us, God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And, you know, you're having a good, I'm hoping you're having a good time down here, but just want to know we're there and we care about you. No, he came to rescue. He came to save. He came to transform, to bring people literally from spiritual death to spiritual life. And only he can do that. And so the kerygma understands it's a speaking right into the answer to that problem. And it requires a response. And the response is a, is an acknowledgement that what Jesus diagnoses and what God's word diagnoses about the human heart is absolutely true. It's a perfect diagnosis from the great physician. 
He's the one who said, look into your heart. Look what's there. He knows the human race is good and God created is good and he loves it. He loves us. Doesn't just love the race. He loves every single one of us. And so much so that God sent forth his son into the world to come and save us. He took on human flesh, becoming one of us, identifying with us. But he's coming because the situation for each and every one of us is dire. It's serious. And Jesus comes with a profound urgency and a total surrender and dedication to the will of God the Father. And he comes focused and absolutely dialed in to rescue us from the enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the thing that makes us subject to those powers, our own fallen nature, a fallen world, that's a totally mixed bag, and the whole world at a certain level, that mixed bag dimension of the world is in the power of the devil. And of course, the battle against the devil himself and all his minions. And so that's the reality that the kerygma is the antidote to. And the response is to agree with the Lord about who we are and what we need and to turn to him and to repent and say, Lord, yes, you're right. I too have connived and participated and I need salvation. I need your life the gift that you're offering. Forgive me for my sins. So, talked yesterday that on the day of Pentecost, we see the core reality of Christianity and its origin being being made manifest. Jesus said, I've come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. Right, And he did cast fire while he was here. And his signs of the kingdom, he proclaimed the kingdom, he raised the dead, he healed the sick. You know, he preached the truth about God the Father. He revealed the human condition. But then he came to do a deed. He came to, in in this profound, perfect act of love, offered himself as a living sacrifice to God in obedience and love, the love language of heaven. And he brought down the rebellion of the kingdom of the devil, the rebellion, the refusal to acknowledge God as God, the refusal to be humble, the refusal to to live the life of the kingdom, the satanic powers that tempt the human race to say, no, I am God. I will do what I want to do. I will define reality on my own terms. I will pursue whatever pleasures I desire. I will shape life the way I want to. I don't have to answer to anyone else. I'm a radically autonomous individual and I'm the master of my own life. That's the demonic temptation. That's the, that's the mind of the devil. That's the darkened mind. It's a rebellious heart. It's a proud mind. How does that get broken? How does that get dealt with? How does transformation happen? Can human beings just on their own energy decide, well, I'm just going to, okay, I'll go this way and kind of do it on your own? No, what we need is something we can't get on our own resources and we can't make happen. We need to share in the life that's in a person, Jesus of Nazareth, who's Lord of all. And so on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, we see there the, the story of the origin of the church. And Jesus had said to the apostles, Luke's the author of Acts, Luke's the author of Luke, obviously his gospel, 
And at the end of that, the, the resurrection appearance of Jesus to the apostles in Luke chapter 24, Jesus made it clear. He opened up the scripture and said it was, it was meant to be that the Son of God would die and rise again to deal with the sin problem. And he said to the apostles, you are witnesses to these things, to Jesus' resurrection and his teaching. I mean, they, they, they witnessed a man coming alive who was dead and, and the glory of God was on him. The new creation was beginning in him. And he said to them, now you're going to be my witnesses, as I told you. You're going to bring what? Repentance and forgiveness of sins to the world. This is really critical. Jesus isn't just coming to enhance our life, you know, and to be a cheerleader and attaboy. He's coming to deal with the problem that you really have and I really have. A great battle at the core of our being. It's the battle against the powers of sin and death. And they have a grip and a hold on us. And it requires a turning to Jesus as Lord and repenting and saying, yes, right? The name Jesus means Savior. But he told them, wait and I will clothe you with power, the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to engage in this mission that they're called to do. And of course, on the day of Pentecost is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room, the mighty wind, the, the tongues of fire, the passion that begins to burn in the apostles and it thrusts them out into the marketplace. And Peter begins to preach and interpret what's going on with them. He said, the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy is that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. God said, the spirit on all flesh, not just on, like the Old Testament, the spirit, the anointing was on prophets and kings. Not just special, unique, but everybody. Everybody God desires to pour out his spirit upon. And then Peter said, this is what's happening right now. It's being fulfilled in your hearing. And then under that anointing, under that fire and that movement of the Spirit stirring in Peter, he began to proclaim the truth about Jesus. Jesus said, you will be my witness. You're going to witness and tell people of what you have seen and heard. So Peter begins, so transformed by the Spirit, courage, the man who, you know, you know, denied Knowing Jesus three times, that humbling, humbling moment of Peter having to face his own sinful brokenness and his own fears and everything. And that's what we have to face too. But here's Peter now on fire with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to talk about Jesus. He wants to declare through us, through his church, the wonder of what the Father has done in his beloved son, Jesus. He said, you know, God, he came, Peter said, he walked among you. And God the Father confirmed the preaching. He bore witness to Jesus through signs and wonders that were worked in his name. But he was crucified. But Peter said, death could not hold him down. He said, you killed him, but God raised him. This is the essence. Death, the great power of death, could not hold down Jesus Christ. All of the human race was held down by that power. And Jesus rose and broke the hold of that power. He swallowed up death in victory. And he began a whole new humanity, absolutely free from the hold of sin and death that that was gripping flesh, human flesh, human beings. So Peter declared it. He said, this happened. We saw it. 
and we testify to you. And then he goes on to say, this is what happened. This is what was anticipated by the prophets throughout our histories, talking to Jewish people on the, the Feast of Pentecost. And it was fulfilled, and it was fulfilled in David and, and the kingship that's there, because now Jesus is fulfilling the psalm that says, on that throne, on David's throne, will be God's chosen one, God's Messiah. That's exactly where Jesus is, and from the throne, he's poured out the Holy Spirit, because all power and authority belongs to him. Here's the key thing Peter said, God has made this one, Jesus, Lord and Christ. He is Lord in Christ. He's now exalted forever at the right hand of the Father as Lord, as the Christ. So what happens, friends, this is where the, the kerygma is this is summarized in the preaching and the declaration of the early church that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus means Savior. He's come to save us from our sins. Christ means anointed, anointed with the Holy Spirit. He's come to give us the new life of the Spirit, to give us a power and a capacity to live a new way of life, to love the law, to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and our neighbor as ourself, and to give us gifts to be able to engage in his mission. And he's Lord. All power and authority belong to him. He's the king. All final judgment is in his hands. He's the one. And so, The church invites everybody to come and to know Jesus in this way, which we'll talk about more in detail tomorrow. But friends, this is the gift. This is the core. May it be renewed in our time deeply and profoundly in the church. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe. F-O-E.